Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Well, Singapore is doubling down on quantum technology. The country is shoring up its quantum talent and quantum device manufacturing capabilities in a bid to advance its know-how in the emerging technology. Now, you may be asking, like we are here in the studio, what exactly is quantum technology? Well, apparently, and this is just reading one statement, it doesn't reflect my understanding of it, it's a class of technology, quantum tech is a class of technology that works by using the principles of quantum mechanics, the physics of subatomic particles. I think the only word I understood from that sentence is class and particles and works. Okay. Yeah, I (laughs) think so. I'm still scratching my head. Well, according to the International Monetary Fund, quantum computers have the potential to revolutionize financial market modeling and even empower machine learning and artificial intelligence. You know what? We do not understand this, but we have somebody who does. And she is Wei Ling Nio, the Vice President of Product Management at Fortinet, joining us now on the phone lines to explain to us exactly what quantum technology is. And quantum computers is well, what they're all about. Yeah, now you might wish to know also before we get whaling on that Fortinet is a global cybersecurity organization um, that has just recently announced a collaboration with Singapore's quantum engineering program to support Singapore's national quantum safe network project. All right, let's get on it. Miss <laughs> Neil, what is quantum? Quantum technology, what is it? Because I think yes. a lot of us do not even comprehend this, this word. First of all, I think it's a huge field and rapidly developing. So there are so many experts with different technologies, depending on whether you're looking at the manufacturing side of it or the communication side. So, you know, to make my job a bit easier, I'm just going to narrow it down yes, to please. really explain, um, <laughs> you know, quantum safe communication. Okay. Because, you know, it's going to take me, I can talk for a lot, so it's going to take a huge amount of time. But in a, in a nutshell, right? When you send an email or make online purchases, right? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we leverage cryptography um, to keep data private and authenticate the identity of the person who is making the transaction and so forth. So it's used to provide security for many everyday tasks. Okay. So today's modern cryptographic <laughs> algorithms are strong. This is the background, really. And they're difficult to solve from certain mathematical standpoints for classical computers. But with quantum computers, however, solving Mm. this problem that could take a classical computer like millions of years, for example, Mm. could reduce to like hours or minutes. And that's where we are really focusing on quantum safe communications, right? So the main risk or uh, the concern here is that the data that we're um, transferring today, right, the threat here is that um, it can be, even though it's encrypted with today's encryption, modern Mm -hmm. technology, so-called, but the day comes when there is a quantum computer sufficiently powerful enough to crack the keys, this data will not be safe anymore. It will be decrypted, right? So the data can be stored now, and it can be decrypted later on once there is a sufficiently powerful quantum computer. So in a sense, I think um, to put you know, the quantum safe communication part in context, this is a lot of where the concern comes in for you know, communication, especially with, within the cybersecurity space. 
especially for me, of course, from Fortinet. Oh, say, okay, so when you're talking about quantum-safe communication technology, we are trying to preempt a potential threat. Yes, pretty much. Um, so you can look at it this way, right? Um, depending on how long and how sensitive your data is, you know, it could be a personal health record, for example, mm-hmm. and that could be the lifespan of the person or government, military data, communications, mm. etc. It really depends on the length of time that you would want to protect um, the specific data, right? Mm. Because you're preparing for when you have a quantum computer that can decrypt this data and you're assuming that adversaries are going to be storing the data today, right? right? Or when they can decrypt it. So, Whaling, how is Singapore progressing then in terms of developing a quantum, safer communication technology to, to counter all these threats that you mentioned? Right. So I think it's really um, very exciting for us because the quantum engineering program, the QEP, they have three national platforms today to grow our country's capabilities. Um, and that's going to be the quantum computing hub, which is looking at quantum computing capabilities and exploring applications. And then there is the Quantum Fabulous Foundry, which will support microfabrication techniques. So this is for quantum devices. And then the last one is probably the one that's um, of most interest, basically, is the Quantum Safe Network, which we are heavily participating in as Fortinet, mm-hmm. um, which conducts plans to conduct nationwide trials of quantum safe communication technologies. So it should enhance network security. But Mm -hmm. what's really interesting is that it's a nationwide platform Mm -hmm. and it will provide a field deployed testbed for government agencies Mm -hmm. and private agencies to collaborate together. Okay. What it sounds to me right now is that quantum technology might possibly be out of the reach of the petty thefts, right, of electronic um, intelligence. So we're talking probably protection and prevention more at, say, government levels or multinational company levels. Am I correct to say? It's unlikely that I'll need one day quantum-safe communication technology on my phone, for example. So the fun fact about that is that we actually do leverage some quantum technologies because quantum technologies are used to generate the random numbers which are used for keys. Mm. That's already Mm. in the phone today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't say it's really part of your life given that, you know, we're growing so fast. um, The industry is growing so fast. It touches every part of your life. So even from your phone that Mm. you're holding on a handheld device. Mm -hmm. Mm. And of course, on a larger picture, right, the industry is developing really fast. So Mm. definitely different technologies come into play. And as the industry develops, then, of course, you know, more technologies get deployed into consumer and onto the consumer space, essentially. Mm. So I would say technology eventually touches Mm. us all somehow. Right, right. um, Yeah, but I I would think that at the start, at least, right, once quantum PCs or quantum computers become available somehow in the hands of the wrong people, they will probably go for the bigger fishes first. You know, the impact will trickle down to us little, you know, gambelies or whatever you call them, <laughs> right? But, but you know, it, it would be the bigger fish that they want to fry first, I would think. Right. I think basically because, you know, for us, when we look at the security landscape, the cybersecurity landscape, right, definitely, you know, it ranges from uh, nation state actors. It ranges from um, teenagers who are just hacking, basically, Mm, you mm. know, to get um, a thrill of the ride, right? So, 
it could happen to anybody. And, you know, essentially having good cybersecurity hygiene is mm-hmm. always a good practice. So Yes, that's true. You, know, you never lose out with that. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just trying to push the responsibility up to the government because yes. I still don't get which, it. <laughs> which, which brings me to my next question, uh, Wei Ling. How is Fortinet working with the government then to uh, ensure that, uh, you know, you can thwart any kind of cyber attacks in the future? Yes, for sure. Um, so for us, right, Fortinet, we already demonstrate capabilities interoperating with quantum key distribution systems. And essentially what that does is we are able to offer the IPsec VPN across with quantum key generation today. So that is essentially our participation, part of our participation in the quantum engineering program. Um, We're providing resources in the network security space, including our Fortinet's next generation firewall to integrate with quantum devices for trials within the NQSN. And in addition to that, I think it's more of a collaboration because what you're looking at here, especially in this type of private and public sector cybersecurity partnership, Mm. is to be able to be a strategic partner, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially providing the technology, the research, the know-how, as well as collaborating to see what are the typical types of use cases to drive that forward, right? Mm. Because in this space, you know, we have different technologies, Mm. uh, one of which is uh, the QKD, quantum key distribution that I mentioned earlier. But there are also, you know, standards that are evolving today, which are still being formulated. So, so, so you know, once the standard, yep. Yeah, Weiling, bottom line is between the Singapore government's efforts and your company and probably other companies mm-hmm. as well, can we say that we're going to be sleeping soundly at night and be safe from all of this, that things that we do not see or do not understand, common people do not. But will we be safe? Right. Well, so I think the goal here is that it's really to raise the awareness, right? Mm. To remember that, you know, essentially you are in charge of your own organization, be it that it's your house, your IoT Mm. devices Mm. in your house, your cell phone, Mm -hmm. or it's a larger organization, right? You need to define the risk. Mm. classify the data, what's important, and ensure that it's properly segmented. And if it's segmented, um, and then is it sensitive? Does it need to be encrypted? Mm. You know, and so on. Basically, okay. you know, to take, yeah, take step of what is in, you know, your environment, and then plan out what is the time, right? Because when government or larger organizations, once the standards become um, ratified, right, then mm. most organizations start to adopt that. And being consumers, you know, we get to be able to leverage that. You know, but if you don't upgrade your browser when it, it says upgrade your browser, then, you know, you're not going to be able to leverage that. Mm. So it's just part of, you know, general security hygiene. It may seem like it's kind of far away, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I think it is It is a part of, like, you know, general good cybersecurity hygiene. You know, you upgrade um, your OS, you upgrade mm. with the regular tools. Okay. You know, make sure you keep... Um, keep in step with what's required. I think you read my mind about, you know, what we as individuals can do to help keep our own, you know, cybersecurity sound. So thank you so much. It sounds like very exciting things you're doing there. This is a great example of public-private sector partnership in helping to keep Singapore safe. Thank you so much, Weiling Liu, VP of Product Management at Fortinet. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.